0: If you don't encourage your spouse in that time and place, then what you're doing is you're basically giving him or her two strikes towards the whole situation because you're instilling in them, even subconsciously, a belief that what they're doing is the wrong thing or it's hurtful to the family or it's just not going to work out.
1: It's Jillian, and this is my podcast all about nutrition, entrepreneurship, and motherhood. If you're ready, open, and dedicated to making daily habit changes that will help you have it all, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It's Jillian podcast. I am here with maybe my favorite guest I will ever have on this podcast. I'm just trying to get some points here it's my husband Eric and we have been excited to share with you guys some different insights from our marriage from our relationship and just how we work together with me as a multi-passionate entrepreneur because I can only guess that it's not easy right Eric
0: hi everyone
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's your answer to that
0: <laughs> it gets easier
1: okay all right. it gets easier well you know we are it's uh let's see it's 8 830 at night. We put the both girls to bed. There's a little bit of a storm outside. So our dog is running around. And, you know, this is just life of a married couple where you're trying to get stuff done. And it's really hard to fit it into all the cracks and crevices in your life.
0: It's a pretty typical Thursday, I'd say. Pretty typical (laughs) Thursday night.
1: Well, if you don't know him already from my social media... He is Gilbert Girl Dad, although we are all waiting to see his new handle because we have Baby Boy coming at this point. So at this point, I'm pregnant with our child number three. And so we have two girls Emma is five, Bryn is three, and we have Baby Boy coming. So Gilbert Girl Dad is going to have to change his Instagram handle, but he refuses to change it right now. So we're waiting. We're going to wait. We're anticipating
0: Baby Boy name coming soon. Stay tuned.
1: Oh, yeah. We just decided, but we're not spilling the beans on that yet.
0: Not yet. Not yet. Let's keep the people wanting, you know? Okay. (laughs) Give them some reason to tune in to another episode.
1: All right. So let's just start off. I'd love to share, and maybe you can share, how we met. Because I bet if we both told the story, it's a little bit different. How would you say you and I met?
0: Well, The short version would be, I asked you out five or six times, and you kind of gave me the runaround for a while until I had pretty much given up, honestly. Tried one last Hail Mary, and you didn't take the bait, and then you ended up reaching back out to me a short while later. But that's the very short version, because that's how we ended up at our first date, and the rest, as they say... It's history, but we both went to the same elementary school in Mesa. We both went to the same high school. We were a couple of grades apart. I'm unfortunately a couple of years older than Jillian. And then after high school, we went to separate in-state universities, right? And I graduated before you did based on our age. And our moms ended up working together, right?
1: Yeah, they worked at our high school and... They kind of put us on a date so we knew each other in high school like you said actually you're skipping some of the stories that (laughs) i would include he was eric was a teacher's assistant for my religion class and mr coaches was the teacher he was also the football coach and eric played football so obviously (laughs) obviously he had you know a little bit of an in with the teacher who loved him so you got to play video games in the back of class and you would heckle me <laughs> yeah. and just give me no, a hard I was time. flirting,
0: I was <laughs> flirting. Didn't you? Didn't you understand that? I didn't that? feel
1: it that way. That was not really how I took it, but actually, yeah, shout out to Mr. Coaches, he definitely mm-hmm. played a role in getting us together. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we didn't really like date or anything in high school because you were older, you were like this cool s- sports <laughs> cool. guy, you know, we kind of had different groups of friends, and then, like you said, it was later on where our mom's were working together and they kind of like, I think you were in their office and they kind of encouraged you to reach out to me. Now, the reason that I did not take you up on your first couple offers is because I was dating someone. So I feel like I got up. You didn't know that. So I was like, I couldn't just like respond to you and go on a date. I was dating somebody. But he was also
0: understandable.
1: Yeah. You know, and was respectable. No <laughs> he was no good for me. So once that was over, I did reach back out to you. And then we had our first date. And like you said, the rest is history. So
0: This is all in 2009. So we've now been together 13 years. Gosh. And next March will be 10 years of wedded bliss. We got married in 2013.
1: Yeah. And remember, like, I don't know, a month ago, someone asked us how long we've been married. And we both said like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that we both didn't know. (laughs)
0: Right. I think that that's an indicator that for us, time flies when you're having fun and not, man, it's got to be 20 years by now, isn't it? No, it's only nine.
1: Mm, Yep. Yep. Almost 10. Okay. So that's how we met. And, you know, as many of you guys know, I'm a dietitian and been really building my own business for the last two years. And Eric has been such a rock along the way. But will tell us a little bit about to just share with you, like what you, do, what your career is, what your passions are, things that you're interested in, besides obviously your video games. We'll just set that aside.
0: <laughs> are we going to get into that? Oh yes, my gosh, we, have we, we to might. Let be, know. We could tap into a whole different audience. We're being that real way, here. We got to yeah. share
1: the real, 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 and real.
0: raw. <laughs> so I've uh, in my career, I've I've mostly done work revolving around relationship building. In my early career, for about the first ten years, I worked in professional sports, everything from the WNBA in women's athletics to the NBA in the Phoenix Suns, and then I spent a good period of time with the Arizona Cardinals working in corporate partnerships and corporate sponsorships and sales and activation. And what I do right now, I work for a healthcare company. I work for Dignity Health, which is a hospital system here in Arizona in different regions around the country. And I'm a relationship builder at Dignity Health as well. I work in philanthropy. So our hospitals have foundations that raise money and build relationships and and raise awareness for the various needs of our hospitals because they're nonprofit hospitals. And so I'm a part of a team that builds relationships in the community so that people know that they can support our hospitals, whether that be through monetary donations or volunteerism or participating in events and things like that. So it's been a lot of fun. I've done some different things, as you can tell, but uh, it all kind of centers around relationship building. I love meeting people. I love building relationships and getting to know people and then connecting people as well. So that's it's a lot of fun for me.
1: I would say that's definitely one of your biggest strengths. You're like such a connector. Like I love being, if I have to go to an event or something where I don't know a lot of people, I know you'll carry the conversation. <laughs> so I don't have to. Yeah. Okay, so the goal of today's episode is to connect with female business owners who are finding it difficult to get their partners to understand and support their big dreams. And not to say we have it all figured out, but we've definitely been journeying through this a little bit and we have at least can share our advice and our experience so far. So I mean, I know when you like feel that feeling that there's something out there for you, you want to take the leap, it can feel really daunting and overwhelming because it's not just you. You have your partner, you have your family, you have other people that are depending on you. So we'll kind of share kind of our journey here. And of course, Eric is my interviewee here. So I'm going to ask him lots of questions and maybe give you some insight on kind of what your partner might be thinking and just how to have some of those difficult conversations. Okay. So let's start out with this first question, Eric, which is what made you feel more confident? And let's just say on board with the plan when I took the leap for my corporate job, because the thing is I was at this job for eight years and I actually really enjoyed it. And I, I excelled, I got promoted. It was really stable income. And I know finances for us were one of the biggest things that was the most scary to like leave behind and be like, okay, I'm going to do a totally new thing. But what would you say made you feel the most confident and on board? And I am actually so excited to hear some answers to these questions because I don't know if we've like really dug deep into this stuff.
0: We don't ever get a chance to talk as adult human (laughs) beings because of our two little gremlins or daughters, I should say. So it's interesting. We get to actually sit down and have a a marital conversation with all of our friends here. First, a, a disclaimer. You're not speaking to an expert and you're not interviewing an expert. And I don't claim to be, and I don't feel like one. I don't think I have it all figured out. My responses, my thoughts here are not tried and true. But what you are listening to is somebody who's who's going through it, who's living it and who has lived it for a few years now. When did you leave your uh, uh, it's been corporate?
1: Over, over two years, two and a half years now.
0: So what I do have, I guess, is a little bit of experience because we're going through this journey together right now. But back to your question about, kind of what caused me to feel more confident and on board with the idea you know the first thing that comes to my mind is that it's something we talked about for a period of time before you decided to ultimately make that leap this was not something you sprung on me and our family it was something that we really talked about as something you were feeling drawn to it gave me a chance to mentally and emotionally become more comfortable with the idea and Then what comes along with that are you start to think about your financial situations and contingency plans and all the other things that we'll probably get into a little bit. But I'd say the first thing is that we talked about it and that gave us a chance to plan for your leap in different aspects of our lives. And I think that really helped us to get on the path to be successful with it.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I'm a planner, so definitely not going to be... (laughs) Just bringing things at any time. That's just not how I roll. So, yeah, I think talking about it, it was definitely something that helped us kind of get on the same page. So, kind of considering all that stuff, what would you say are some positive changes you've seen for us and honestly our family since I really did decide to take that leap and we kind of committed to this life of having half of our income be this entrepreneurial journey? What do you think would be some positive things that you've seen from that?
0: So, I would start by saying flexibility is something that we've been able to enjoy as a family because we are not a household, a dual income corporate America household. Having a spouse or one parent who lives a more entrepreneurial life in terms of their working hours and the different things that they're doing and the places they're working allows for us to have some ebbs and flows in our schedules such that I think we've been able to pivot to our daughters growing up and our oldest is starting kindergarten. So please, prayers, you know, (laughs) send them our way. We are about to really start to tackle the sorts of time and energy commitment and just issues around how do we spend our time and manage our time that all of you, many of you have been dealing with for some time. If you've got kids older than five, we're just jumping into that journey. But and there's some flexibility, I think, that you can really take advantage of when you enter the entrepreneurial world. And I think we've done that. The other really interesting thing, when I really take a step back and think about what our lives look like now with you as an entrepreneurial, we have some really dynamic and interesting conversations around our work. Unfortunately, a lot of times you ask me how work went today, and I give you very boring answers because I, I'm in the corporate world, you know, and I love what I do. But there are some things about corporate America that can get, you know, routine and working the nine to five and doing the things and the metrics and, and all that, that, you know, they're not that exciting to talk to your partner about. And so sometimes I, I feel like I fall into that trap. I do feel like you have more interesting things to share with me about what you're going through on a daily basis and the different things you're working on. So I also think there's some benefit to that that just keeps things interesting in terms of what we talk about in our work life
1: yeah it's so funny because honestly I would not think that like I love hearing about your job and (laughs) I feel like it's I mean I would definitely not think it's boring and it's so funny because in my eyes like I have so many things that are all honestly very routine too Mm -hmm. and it's like the same stuff over and over but I would say something else that came to mind that I think is kind of interesting because it's one of our biggest fears when we did this was the financial aspect of it. And I think that's also been like a really positive, even though it is a little less, I would say less stable, but there's so much more opportunity. And so we've kind of played around and, and I've had your support to try new things out that maybe do have great income. And sometimes it's awesome and it, it works out or sometimes it was like that wasn't worth our time and energy because it just took away from family time or it was too consuming. But I think that's been something kind of interesting that I've seen positively in this for us, you know, for our family is like, Oh, definitely the time, even like this morning when we had to have our shower door fixed and it was like, no big deal. I'll be at the house, you know, yeah, normally we worked
0: eight to five. We were yeah, both working eight to five. Blue we'd be, to be arguing home. last night over who was going to go into work late and have to explain it to their boss and all that. Nope. There was a non-issue. And to your point around, you know, the financial piece, I think there's something to, when you're an entrepreneur, you position yourself more favorably to be considered an expert in whatever it is that you are an entrepreneur. And what we've seen is that allows you to leverage what you're worth and frankly what it costs to have you do things whether it's uh, consulting for a company or building a, a program like you have or being visible on tv whatever it is doing some influencing or ambassador work for brands as an entrepreneur as opposed to working in the corporate realm you know you can really position yourself as an entrepreneur and therefore potentially elevate kind of what you what you're worth.
1: Okay, what about this? So here's a good question. What advice would you give as a partner to help support somebody going after their big dreams and taking the leap? So what would you say to that partner on the other side, right? So they're maybe nervous about something or scared, but they want to support them. If you had to give them one piece of advice, what would you say?
0: One way or another, jumping into entrepreneurship, there's going to be challenges along the way. There's going to be trials and there's going to be successes. And when you're the spouse that is trying to support this journey, you know, you don't know on the front end how it's going to end up. You don't want to say that to your partner. You're not going to say that to your partner. And maybe you even have doubts of how it's going to end up. Maybe you have a strong opinion mm-hmm, of how it's going to go end on, up. Go on, go on. This is not coming from <laughs> personal experience, but I'm trying to be cognizant of all the different the vast spectrum of, of where, you know, these situations lie with partners. But I think the most important thing you can do as the partner in this situation is encourage. Because if you don't encourage, then you're stifling. And if you don't encourage, then that incredible journey that could turn your lives around and potentially lead to you being the CEO or vice president or president or chief operating officer for your spouse's company one day, and you yourself leaving corporate America, hashtag goals. Is that on your list? Is that a
1: thing? Hashtag goals. Okay.
0: If you don't encourage your spouse in that time and place, then what you're doing is you're basically giving him or her two strikes towards the whole situation because you're instilling in them, even subconsciously, a belief that what they're doing is the wrong thing or it's hurtful to the family or it's just not going to work out. I would also encourage partners to, you know, whether this be physically or just mentally or spiritually, but take the leap with them. And I don't claim to have done this perfectly with you. I probably played the role of, you know, what about this? What about that? Devil's advocate asking the tough questions at times, which I also think is important. Maybe we'll get into that. But especially early on, while it's a consideration and it's something that the entrepreneur is kind of Grappling with, am I doing this? Am I not doing this? And when am I doing this? If so, encourage and take the leap with them and however possible, provide stability. So whether that be provide stability because you do have a corporate job that allows income and compensation that the family could be comfortable enough with in the event that the entrepreneurial kind of spirit takes a little while to become, kind of get some legs. Or maybe it's providing stability in the form of being, you know, taking on some additional responsibilities around the kids or the house or whatever that might be. Just do whatever you can to free up your spouse to really be able to embrace his or her journey.
1: I totally think you've done that. I mean, you definitely take the lead with the girls as far as taking them to daycare and picking them up. I know it's going to be changing a little bit with like our whole kindergarten schedule coming up. But even like, I mean, I've had TV segments that are at like 7am. Like I have to record at home. So it's like, get the girls up and go take them to breakfast Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you can't be in the house. And I mean, like you said, like everyone always has doubts and fears, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. And so having your partner instill that belief in you when you don't have belief in yourself helps you get to that next point. Otherwise it just like further instills all those fears and doubts that you have. And honestly, that's for any situation, whether, yeah. again, if there's this entrepreneurial journey or not. Okay, so let's, on the flip side, let's talk about, so we talked about, you know, advice for the partner. What advice would you have for other women who are like me that are feeling called to, Maybe you know take that big leap, but also it's going to take some investment in themselves. Maybe something like a mastermind. I know you and I had some really strong discussions around. I think they call
0: those crucial conversations.
1: Yes, because sometimes I mean, you don't always have to do these crazy financial investments but I for sure know I've very much benefited from investing in some amazing mentors and mentorship programs. So what advice would you have? Because I know preparing to speak to you, I was, I was nervous. Like it's nerve wracking and you really feel called. Sometimes I just think if it was just me and I just had my bank account, like I already know what I would do, but it's not just you. You have to consider everyone in the whole scope. So what would you say to them?
0: You know, I say just Privately run the credit card on it (laughs) and get the investment taken care of and then watch your spouse spend hours, if not days, on the phone with the credit card company (laughs) telling because he or she thinks that it was credit card fraud. I have never
1: done that. (laughs) I want to make sure. (laughs) No, no definitely not.
0: But that that just popped into my head. I don't know why, but that would be really hilarious. (laughs) Honestly, I would say, first and foremost, don't spring this on your partner. Find ways to plant the seed. Whether that be overtly or subversively, just find ways to plant the seed about different things that you want to do that involve investing in this journey that you want to take. Whether you've already made the leap and you're now looking to invest in your new brand or your new company or your business, or maybe the investment is something that you think will prepare you to make that leap. It will push you over the edge or make you ready to take the leap find ways to plant that seed and kind of, you know, just tease the subject so that your partner is as prepared as you think you could possibly make them before you come to the table and you say, this is really something that I feel like I want to do. Obviously, the more aware of your own, you know, financial situations and things like that, that you are the better because it prepared, you know, then you're in a better position to talk about the logistics and the blocking and tackling on the financial side. So hopefully you have a partnership where, whether you have uh, shared finances or not, hopefully you have a, a union where the two of you are open about finances and you're both very aware of where you're at, you know, on a monthly basis and kind of on a rolling basis. So, you know, I would also say invite your partner to feel like they're a part of it and that You know, This isn't just something that you are demanding or decreeing, but you want them to partner with you in it. Also, know what you think you're going to get out of it. You may or may not get anything out of it, but know what you think you're going to get out of it and be confident in that. Because at the end of the day, what you really want is you want your partner to be on board, and then you want him or her when the investment is complete you want him or her to feel like they were equally a part of making that investment and the success that comes out of it, as opposed to you did it. Hey, I made this investment. There's nothing you can do about it. It's my money, or I earned part of this money just like you did. And so there's nothing you can do about it.
1: No, I love that. Do you think, I'm just thinking about when I've asked you, when we've had conversations and asked for your support and making some of these big investments, do you think now that you've seen some of the results come from them, whether it's like, oh, I see how you're networking with people or opportunities that have come from the people that you've met or like mentorship or just maybe personal growth. I don't know that you've seen it in myself. Do you think it's easier now? Because I feel like a lot of times when I would talk to you about something Usually the result, like it was more of like an inner knowing, like, I just feel like I'm supposed to do this. And I feel like more and more, you're more accepting of that reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe coincidentally, one of the first investments you made happened to be one of the biggest investments you've made Mm -hmm. financially and won't surprise you to hear that was one of the toughest ones for me to grapple with because it was a large investment, you know, relatively speaking, you didn't, you weren't buying, this is not a second mortgage we're talking about here, but you know, it was a a few thousand dollars and we weren't sure what was going to come of it. You felt really, really positive about it. And you were really enthusiastic about it, which by the way, entrepreneurs out there doesn't hurt for you to also be very enthusiastic (laughs) and confident in these investments that you want to make. Maybe not coincidentally, or maybe coincidentally, some of the incremental investments you've wanted to make have happened to be still sizable and still not meaningless investments but they they haven't been as large so i would say on the one hand yes it's easier for me to look at it and say okay we know that this sort of thing pays dividends short-term and long-term but it's it also kind of feels like one of those situations where once you maybe you kind of have to make a big investment in, in yourself and in the journey on the front end and it's almost, it almost gets into that management sort, like it kind of plateaus and it it kind of becomes a situation where like you bought the car, now you just have to maintain the car with oil changes and maybe some belts and a transmission every few, you know, it's that sort of thing where clearly you're not gonna make one investment in yourself to network and develop relationships and learn about being an entrepreneur and then never invest again. But what I haven't seen is an increase in the level of investment. I mean, Uh-oh. clearly, clearly tell that's. Tell you
1: about the next thing I want to do. <laughs> clearly,
0: that would be a little problematic. But the other thing is, I mean, and let's be, let's put our realistic hat on. If we're the spouse in the situation, you're the one that's probably sitting there when each one of these kind of pitches comes your way. You're the one, and and perhaps you're the one that also spends the most time reviewing and monitoring your financial situation as a couple. I happen to that play that role our in, our, in our in our in our relationship,
1: I just trust that there's always going to be money there right the, it's that
0: <laughs> It's that mentality of abundance, right, and you and I are wired differently that way. we've talked about that many times, maybe we'll get into it on a future episode, but you're the spouse that's also sitting there thinking about all the reasons why this is a problematic investment to make, and that's a difficult position to be in. I have to admit, I have. I must confess. You don't
1: want to feel like a Debbie Downer all the you time. You
0: don't want to be a Debbie Downer. That's the worst position to be in, right? The one that knows about the finances, the, the one that's constantly saying, here's why we shouldn't be doing this right now. But what's more important, the short-term success of watching your savings and your investments grow or the long-term success and ultimately the joy or the satisfaction that your partner is going to feel in their work life. And so, again, I'm not trying to position myself as someone that was just able to, you know, put on my Jesus hat and say, you know, bless you, Jillian, you do what you feel you need to do. But it's a difficult thing to grapple with. But it's an important piece to this journey.
1: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, I'm trying to figure out how to answer or ask the question exactly. But, you know, there's like a lot of, I would say, pressure like a female versus a male and this entrepreneurial like building your business financial abundance like all this stuff how do you feel about that have you felt that type of pressure i f- i mean i would say no but maybe you have i don't know i'm just curious what your thoughts are
0: what sort of pressure are like you the gender
1: to? norms right so oh, typically you. you would yeah, yeah. think when I think of some like hotshot entrepreneur going out there, conquering the world, I mean, honestly, in a long, for a long time, that was mostly like a male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. And and does that give you any pause as far as feeling, I don't know, almost threatened by it as sure. the male in the relationship?
0: Well, first, I have to say there have been times that I've been jealous. I don't know if jealous or envious is the right term, but I've been jealous of you, Jillian, at times Because you have things you're so passionate about, and you find you have found ways to take those things you're passionate about and turn them into, you know, revenue generating things you can build a career around. And who wouldn't want to do that. And again, I greatly enjoy the work I do. And I I love my job. But there have been times where I'm like, okay, what am I What am I better at than most people mm-hmm. that Your zone I could genius. build? A, yeah, what's my zone of genius mm-hmm. that I could build an entrepreneurial business around or that I could break away from the corporate world and go be, you know, uber successful doing? And unfortunately, I don't have that. I don't have something. I mean, my golf career has yet to take <laughs> off the way I'd Although, like it to.
1: <laughs> recently, I feel like you have been doing great at golf.
0: I've been playing some better golf yeah, than are- average lately, but… There is some struggle there. But what I honestly find myself doing when those feelings creep in is I try to really give myself credit for the role that I play in supporting all of that. And some of it is just being a good spouse and a good husband and, and a good father. The best, yes. And some of it is also, you know, as the entrepreneurial sponsor in this scenario. What is it that you're bringing to the table that's making it all possible? Because I promise you the list is long and varied, multifaceted. In our situation, it's not only a stable income with very consistent hours and requirements, but also the medical benefit coverage and the retirement plans and things like that. If you, listeners which and I'm assuming we're, we've got to be up over seven figures now in terms of listeners. Oh, if sure. not if yeah. not before this episode dropped, <laughs> surely within a few days of, of it dropping. If you're in a situation like us where one of you is in the corporate world professionally and the other is, is in the entrepreneurial world, then I promise you the one of you that's in the corporate world is providing great stability and a lot of those things that, let's face it, what would your marriage and your family and your household look like if you were both on this journey as entrepreneurs separately, which is
1: it's the case for some people. I'm sure. I mean, we don't have any advice for that because that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe find a different podcast to listen to. <laughs> <That's not
1: laughs> but I will say that's so true. There is some like confidence and that stability that you offer again with insurance, with stable pay. Like there's, we look at ebbs and flows. Uh, like I would say, one of the best things and I've mentioned this before, that we've invested in as a financial planner and a bookkeeper and a CPA. But when we look at our finances from the business, there's ebbs and flows. And so, you know, sometimes it's like, wow, this is a great month. And sometimes, oh, this is lower than expected. But Mm -hmm is nice to know like if I don't know if I cut well so house so you get to you get to
0: work house. through together the periods of time where there's a lull and you get together you get to enjoy the periods of time that boom and that there's abundance and that allows you to do fun things around the house or take a trip or put money away or invest and so again if you're not on the journey with your partner good luck trying to get them to you know, share in some of those more abundant times with you, it's just gonna <laughs> going to breed more resentment. Trip by myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to Temecula by myself <laughs> or with my girlfriend. See you later.
1: Oh gosh. Okay. So, so much stuff about the business side. Let's talk just a couple questions about marriage advice. What are some things that we prioritize in our relationship? What are you know a couple of things that come to mind that you think we prioritize to make sure we have a strong marriage and partnership?
0: One of the things that we do to prioritize our relationship, and I have seen this pay off for us time and time again, and we've talked about it, and we kind of have a, a name for it, and it's taken down the scoreboard. You know, so many times in marriage and in parenthood, frustrating things happen. And so many times we start to keep score over our partner and you know, we all know how that ends, right? It ends up boiling over. It turns into a disagreement or just a period of time where you're not talking at all. So I love, I feel like we generally, we keep the scoreboard turned off and we really don't use that as a weapon against each other. And I also- like
1: I did the dishes, so I have one point. Right. And then you put the girls to bed. So you, but I will say that wasn't always the case.
0: Definitely not always the case. We had a very
1: strong scoreboard situation early on in our marriage. (laughs)
0: It was I'm a not jumbotron. To say that I was
1: like always winning, but I'm very competitive. so We
0: had a jumbotron <laughs> of a scoreboard. But I also feel like we do a good job of prioritizing, you know, spending private time together. And it's not always easy and it's expensive to do, quite frankly. It's investing in having somebody watch the girls so that we can go spend two or three hours out at a restaurant and have a drink and a nice meal together whether it's just the two of us or we love there's a few couples we love to double date with that happen to have kids our ages that we just adore as families and so man i don't think it's it's probably not more than every other week that you know we're out doing something like that together and it it only takes a couple of hours at a time and especially if you can get out to and everyone's gonna laugh but if you can have a babysitter come over and watch the girls and then you go out, and when you come home, the kids are asleep already.
1: Yeah, one less thing to have to do. <laughs> it just and, like takes that stress out of it. And,
0: and that provides opportunities oh, for oh, okay. more time together. <laughs> which is of course it does. Which is always enjoyed.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, kind of actually, this is kind of piggybacking off that. But I was going to say something I feel like you and I, I don't know if I would say prioritize. It's actually something that I'd like us to prioritize more. But I feel like we both love to have fun and We like to do fun things. Like, we got our longboards last summer, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just silly. Like, I feel like we have fun goofing around and just like being silly together, going and doing something silly. Like, I think that's something that kind of keeps everything fresh and youthful and. I just love those moments when we both are just like cracking up at each other.
0: Yeah, or <laughs> like, laughing at the kids.
1: Yeah, so doing more fun activities, and so maybe we should do like let's figure out a fun date night. I guess if you guys have ideas, send us some ideas for some fun date nights. That'll we'll be see fun. what people come up with.
0: <laughs> I see something in here about what scares you the most. I'm looking at that, and I'm just going, okay, I, you know, the first thing that came to my mind is, you know, Savannah Guthrie moves on from the Today Show, and a recruiter calls you,
1: and I'm going to the and Jay you're Show. going to
0: the Today Show. And, you know, you're about to become one of the like top five most famous talk show news personalities. And here I am, you know, corporate schmuck in Gilbert. And our our marriage falls apart because you become uber famous. And I'm being tongue in cheek right now. But it also reminds me of this really hilarious meme on Instagram going, yeah. of Chip and Joanna Gaines. Do you remember that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, so it.
1: Joanna is like being interviewed on The Today Show, which if you don't know, being on The Today Show is one of my dreams. I mean, I for sure would take the host role, but honestly, just to have a segment on there has always been something I have really wanted. But there's actually a segment where Joanna is speaking, being interviewed, and then outside the Today Show window, you can see Chip with his sign. I don't even. I don't. No, he's his...
0: just bang- He's just like waving or like banging. Oh, on he didn't the have glass. a sign. Okay, and he's out there where where the fans would be, where you can yeah. normally just see people walking <laughs> by, kind like of in, the, in the background. <laughs> it's kind of frosted, so you can only kind of see, but as clear as day, you can see chip gains he's basically peeking in watching his wife being interviewed by who knows al roker or hoda you know yeah. just hilarious stuff well but. all
1: i know is if they call me i will have some i've already thought through this i have some stipulations so i would do like a monthly segment they'd fly me out there mm-hmm. they could fly us all out there for mm-hmm. like a weekend to new fun. york right yeah. so don't worry about it babe it's okay. gonna all fit up perfectly all so. right that
0: makes you feel better <laughs>
1: Well, I guess the last one, just to kind of, we kind of touch on it a little bit, but what do we do to make time for each other after being so busy and running around? I mean, we have our business, a household, raising kids. Obviously, date nights is one of them. We're going actually on a baby moon. So mm-hmm. again, we're still pregnant right now. <laughs> when this comes out, hopefully I'll be close to having this baby out. But, um, you know, we have little trips that we have planned like that. Are there any other things you think would be helpful to share as ways that we kind of, you know, keep that spark?
0: Well think about your love languages, if you've done it, or if you've, you know, discovered what your love languages are wonderful. And if you're not trying to lean into those, then shame on you. And if you haven't done your love languages, I don't even remember who does it or who mastered it. But it's It's a
1: book and I for sure made you take the quiz. Yeah,
0: (laughs) You, you definitely did. And so, you know, I try to think about our love languages, which are different, at least like the number one for each of us. And you know try to look for little little ways that are easy to do that you can do you know throughout the course of a week small small gestures that appeal to your partner's love language those things add up we talked about finding time to just get away from mm-hmm. the kiddos we're we're leaving town tomorrow for a couple of nights and just you know try to You know, we talked about the scoreboard a couple minutes ago, and you can turn the scoreboard off, but you can still concede points to one another, right? By one of us may kind of decide on a whim, hey, I'm just going to go in there. I'm going to grab the kids. We're going to disappear for 30 minutes so you can have some time to yourself. And we don't do it in a way that overtly is like, I'm doing this because I want you to do something for me later. But I can sense that we do try to hand that baton back and forth so that. There's lots of times when the four of us, four and a half of us are together doing things, grocery store, swim class, you know, whatever that might be. There's lots of times too that I feel like you and I are doing deeds for each other by taking ownership of the kids. And I mean, that stuff, even though technically we're actually not spending time in those in those situations, but I feel like our love grows when we do those things for each other because it, we're acting in, out of service for each other.
1: Right. Yeah, no, just just kind of giving each other that, that little break sometimes is all you really need. Okay, and I also, before we wrap up, I have to share, this just popped into my mind, one of our favorite ways to basically tell the other person, like, I'm not doing this, or <laughs> this is definitely a number one takeaway from this podcast. Life hack.
0: So, yeah, this life, is a life hack. Up.
1: So why don't you share with them? Like when you basically, if I, let's just give them a scenario. It's, so you know.
0: scenario is we're getting the girls, we're getting teeth brushed and they're going potty and we're we're getting ready to jump into bed. And there's lots of nights that the four of us lay in bed together and we read books with the girls. And then we spend 45 minutes tucking them into their uh, <laughs> respective beds. And then we're swapping rooms and we're doing prayers and talking about our day and then putting them back in bed 10 minutes later. It's crazy. But one scenario would be they're in the bathroom getting ready for bed and then we'll all start to climb into the bed and one of us will say to the other, would you mind doing books? Which is, if you translate that, it means I have no interest in being here right now. (laughs) I'm not going to do books. You're doing them.
1: Yes. So the the key (laughs) phrase here is, would you mind? Would
0: you mind? Dot, dot, dot. I'm
1: thinking of one night when it was late and I was sitting in bed folding laundry and you were getting into bed and you looked at me and I said, would you mind if I just go to sleep rather than helping fold this laundry? (laughs) Yeah. And if anyone out there is a Seinfeld fan, I feel like this would be a great Seinfeld episode as well. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like yada, yada, (laughs) yada. You know, there's an unspoken thing there. (laughs)
1: Oh, babe, I love you. Thank you so much for being a part of my crazy, multi-passionate entrepreneurial journey and joining a podcast in the evening when you could be video gaming right now.
0: I've had a blast. This is fun.
1: (laughs) All (laughs) right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you check in with us. Follow me at It's Jillian and stay tuned for Gilbert Girl Dad's new handle coming soon when baby's here in September. We can't stay wait, tuned. To, see, we stay can't wait tuned. to see what it it's is. It's going to be a hot take. <laughs> Connect with us on Instagram. Send us a direct message with your biggest takeaway of this episode. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast for a chance to win a free What's for Dinner Club swag item. I have some cool things that I'm being made and I can't wait to share them with you guys. And remember, you can use promo code podcast to get a free month of the What's for Dinner Club just go to what's Check it out, get a free month and get some delicious recipes. Eric can attest to how delicious these dinners are.
0: They're amazing. All I right. love
1: them. Bye guys. Thanks for tuning in and see you on the next episode.